The following program is sponsored by Evangelical Life Ministries. Welcome to Engaging Truth, the manifestation of God's Word in the lives of people around us. Join us each week as we explore the impact of His message of spiritual renewal, from the lesson of forgiveness forged in the crucible of divorce, to the message of salvation learned by an executioner from a condemned killer, to the gift of freedom found in the rescue of victims of human trafficking. This is God's Truth in Action. Welcome to another edition of Engaging Truth. I'm your host, Pastor John Kane, broadcasting from Nacogdoches, Texas, the oldest, oldest town in Texas. Today with us on the program, we have a, um, an urban missionary, I guess we could call him, from a, a very uh, vibrant area of Houston. You know, having moved to Houston uh, about 1981, uh, I've really enjoyed the music scene and the place where our uh, guest is from today is from an area that is uh, famous for, uh, oh, maybe Beyonce and uh, some, uh, some great blues men like uh, Albert Collins and uh, Johnny Copeland and Lightning Hopkins and some of those fellows I heard years ago. So uh, welcome to the program, Howard Thomas. Yeah, it is a blessing to be here. This is a great privilege, and I'm so excited to share about all the things that you said. There's so much history and richness in this community, and I'm just, uh, we're just uh, privileged to be here over the last uh, six years now. So, Howard, you are just southeast of downtown Houston. That's so, correct. I, so, tell I, us. Yeah. Tell us about this area. Yeah. So, this area is called Third Ward, and... Um, being from a country town, well, a military town originally in Clarksville, Tennessee, uh, before moving to Texas about 10 years ago, uh, I, have, I had no idea what, what a ward was. I knew that I was, I'm called Howard, you know, which is kind of sounds like it, um, but I didn't know what a ward was. And so being in third ward, I was thoroughly educated over the last couple of years by uh, local neighbors, mentors, um, that just really taught me the history of Third Ward. And basically, um, just understanding that there was a ward system that was um, active um, uh, in, uh, many years ago uh, in the 1900s. And though that system has, it has been collapsed and no longer officially going, there's history and, and pride in all these sections of town that were wards. And Third Ward has this history and pride too. So pe uh, people here love to say Third Ward, welcome to Third Ward, welcome to the tray. And um, I'm, I'm proud to say that too now. So you've named your church Soon. What does that stand for? Yeah, so basically Soon stands for something out of nothing. And um, it was not our plan it was, because it's very, unorth it's very unorthodox. You know, we're not called Saint something or, or Mount something, you know. Um, but basically, um, we started as just a community of friends and neighbors having potlucks and, uh, about five years ago. And we just saw, my, my, my wife and I, we just saw these neighbors come over with, with food and they would leave our kitchen um, cleaner than before we hosted the gathering. And so um, one day I said, wow, it's like God is, is doing a something out of nothing. And um, we should name it, name it something. And my wife said, call it Sue. 
And so we did, and it caught on like a wildfire. People were, were and, and no time short, they were saying, see you soon, um, looking forward to seeing you soon. And uh, we've just kept that name ever since then. Well, starting with friendships, I mean, that's, that's got to be a really good organic way to form a base and, and really begin to work with each other in that community. That, that's correct. You're right. It, it, it really has been. You know, we didn't imagine um, planting a church when we moved to Third Ward. We were just believers in Christ. My, my wife grew up Lutheran. Um, you know, I was just a believer in Jesus, and then I became Lutheran. And uh, just naturally inviting friends and neighbors over, it just felt very right and biblically what the scriptures say for us to do and living out the Great Commission. And so, yeah, it just, it just, it, it all just, it was, it was very organic and it felt like a something out of nothing just as it continued to build over, over those years. So I imagine you've had a few questions in Third Ward about uh, what is a Lutheran? <laughs> oh yeah, oh and, yeah, and so that, among other challenges, what have been some of the challenges you've you've had? Yeah, so some of the challenges that we've had is basically, um, I grew up in a rural town, you know, military town, uh, and so I wasn't used to such economic disparity, such high levels of poverty, and then wealth living side by side, um, even ethnic saturation differences, you know, um, you know, Caucasian, Hispanic, and Black living all side by side, a little mixture, but these hot pockets of over 90% Hispanic and over 90% Caucasian and over 90% Black living within just a few roads of each other. And so that was a challenge for me of just seeing such dichotomy um, side by side, and yet here we were stuck in this community um, and figuring out how do we be a witness uh, uh, with such di diversity in culture. And, um, and then the Lutheran part, you know, where uh, people would say, uh, oh, particularly in Third Ward, which um, at the time was over 90% African-American um, and a section of town of almost 40,000 people, uh, they would say, oh, you mean Martin Luther King Jr.? <laughs> um, and I, I would have to talk about that. And, yeah. and it would basically be um, an opportunity to basically evangelize twice, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and so I learned a whole lot about, about um, my faith in Christ and also Martin Luther and, and having to talk about what Lutheranism was and a Christian was and all the time. So, yeah. So talk a little bit about your victories. Yeah, so our, our victories have been basically in when we started living, living in, in Third Ward, we, uh, the Lord blessed us with our first house. We didn't think we'd have our first house at that time. We were married for about five years, my wife and I, and we thought we were still a ways away from owning our first house. But uh, it, God works, right? And when the Lord oh, yeah. works, he, he moves. And so um, we started having... Uh, potlucks and dinners in our house. And then the challenge was, as God was continuing to communicate that he wanted us to continue to grow and, and consider being a church plant, um, I started noticing that 
there was no one in our in our community that was a trained missionary or a trained pastor. Um, you know, I was the closest thing. Um, uh, and I was just getting into going to seminary and, and uh, ordination. So that was the biggest challenge of how do we do this? Uh, you know, we're a sacramental church, you know, we're a church plant. How do we do this with everyday common people? And that challenge also became a great, just a, a great narrative and platform for me and my wife to grow and to understand and experience the Great Commission um, and the church in general um, over the past over the past five five years. And and it's been great. So what excites you about your church and where you're at and where you're going? What excites us is the diversity that's in our church plan. Um, when when my wife and I, her name's Alyssa, first moved here, uh, we thought we would just naturally attract young millennial types, you know, worker professionals, maybe uh, that kind of thing. Um, but we did not expect to attract such diversity. And even though our church is small, um, before the pandemic, we were gathering in our house um, anywhere from eight to on, on, on great nights, 20 people um, and our church is about an average of about 12 or 13 on an average Sunday since we officially launched uh, three months ago. Even though that's our numbers, we're very diverse. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's, it's like a third, a third African-American, um, a third uh, um, ca uh, Caucasian, and then a mixture of Indian and Asian. Um, and they're all they're all friends of ours. They're all they're all real friends. They all know us. They all love us. They all love what soon is. And so, that's what excites me is God's kind of set us up to be a true image of how to be an inner city church, an inner city Lutheran church, because uh, a number of them are Lutheran or, or they grew up in a sacramental expression of of worship. So, God has just been doing all of this, you know, over the past five years, and um, it excites me because it's like, well, I guess He's got better things, even more things planned, if he continues to just set us up so well um, to be an image and a, a ministry and a presence in the, in the inner city and third ward. Can you give us a, a quick definition of what you mean by a sacramental expression of worship? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So this actually is one of the things that excited me about um, becoming a Lutheran is that you know, Martin Luther talked about and taught uh, the, the, the scriptures where, where Jesus and, and the apostles uh, gave commands about these real practices, these living signs, as they say. Uh, the word sacrament is, uh, comes from a Latin word meaning mystery, uh, a true mystery. These real signs that if we do them and do them in, in faith, as the Bible says, we will experience the fellowship of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and and it will be real. You know, God will be with us, and there will be a calling to to move with Him, confess, repent, and believe. And so, um, uh, you know, in most churches, they have communion sometimes, or they get baptized. But these things, these real, 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 true living signs, come from Scripture, from Christ's commands. And so, being sacramental to us really meant the fullness of that, of truly being an example of 
the gospel and 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 in in our house church and how we love and how we uh, show um, hospitality, um, but also introduce the scriptures and how you know when we come together and we and we break bread and we institute the the wine and the bread, we're actually in, in, inviting the Trinity into this and people can, can become uh, members of the kingdom through, through this. And so I think it's awesome. Um, and some churches don't fully ex- understand that, but it's a powerful reality that God's given us of sacramental worship um, uh, that we, 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 we enjoy doing it in very natural and organic ways and more liturgical ways on, on Sunday as well. So. Right. I, I don't understand how God does it. I just simply appreciate that right. he that he gives it to us and he, he gives us the experience. I mean, I think every Christian longs to have this this real um, tangible experience with God. And here's how God says he'll do it in Scripture. Take and eat, take and drink. And you're totally right, John. Exactly. It's it's God's um, it's God's gift to us to truly give us a tangible, real way. We don't have to fully understand it. It's a mystery, literally, right. but we get to participate in it, and it's a joy to do so. So what uh, what's the future look like from your perspective? Obviously, we don't know all, everything God has in mind. He's always got uh, wonderful surprises for us. But uh, what what do you hope to accomplish uh, in, the, uh, in the near future through soon? Yeah, thank you for asking that. Um, when we first moved to third ward, I saw a level, like I said before, poverty and ethnic saturation, you know, mostly African-American that I've never seen before in just one section. Uh, But I also saw a lot of pride and history and a joy. The people in this community, a lot of them talk about God and Jesus almost in a second breath. Uh, If you talk to them for more than five minutes. So it's a faith community, but a community that has needs and a community that needs to ironically, sacramentally see and experience the gospel. Um, and so we started hitting the streets uh, in our early years, uh, picking up trash, praying for neighbors. And we got kind of burnt out on that <laughs> pretty, pretty quickly. So what excited me is when we started to be a church church, uh, we we, we got a building, we, 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 we rented space in this building. We're sharing space with a non-denom Baptist church right now, which is really cool to partner with them, but, but still be ourselves. And we're excited to actually be a place where we can be a missional church, go out on mission. We can invite other churches outside of Third, Third Ward to partner with us, other Lutheran churches, you know, be a safe space, a, a bridge to, to come experience Third Ward and, and mission themselves um, and just grow from there and be in a place where pe- people can experience God and the kingdom and Jesus Christ and also go out and live out their, their faith um, and service um, with us um, as partners uh, in our church. And so... I'm excited for God to continue to to build that and grow that um, uh, over the over the, the next couple of years as we've now officially launched and are meeting regularly as a congregation um, every Sunday evening. So, do you like to call yourself a missionary or a pastor, or what, how do you uh, introduce yourself to people? That's a great question. Great question, John. You know, in my heart of hearts, I'm a I'm an evangelist. Okay. I'm a missionary. Um, 
but I love people, you know, being a military kid, I grew up, you know, seeing diversity. I grew up, you know, traveling the world with, with my parents and God was doing something in that, you know, he was saying, yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to nurture that to in a pastoral way. And so in my heart of hearts, I love to, I love to seek after the lost, the disconnected, the, uh, the sinner, the unbeliever, and draw them into the, to the kingdom. But I also like to get the believers all together and us moving in unity to display the kingdom of Jesus together. And so it just really feels like being a missional church planting pastor is just kind of like the perfect, you know, the perfect um, mix that God's been preparing me and my wife for, because she's on this journey too, uh, in an awesome way um, and, and to, to, to do this. All right. We're talking with Howard Thomas, the uh, evangelist missionary pastor in uh, Third Ward of Houston, Southeast Houston, at a church called Soon. We'll come back to Howard in just a moment. I wanted to let our listeners know that you can get a podcast of this radio program or past radio programs by going to our website, elmhouston.org. And there at elmhouston.org, you can find, as I said, uh, past few years worth of programming. You can also find links to our YouTube and Facebook and Twitter accounts. Uh, you can also find a way to contact us by writing us at P.O. Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410. And there's also ways to support us. We are uh, a uh, non-denominational, I'm sorry, we're a uh, uh, a tax-exempt organization, and so your uh, your tax-exempt gifts go far to uh, support us and purchase us airtime. Your on-the-air hosts are all volunteers. So uh, we'll be coming back now to uh, our guest, Howard. Howard, what would you like to tell our guests about ways that they can connect with you, ways they can worship with you, uh, ways perhaps that they can see uh, the same YouTube video that I saw about your work? Yeah, great. Thank you for that question. Yeah, we, so in, a, in an interesting way, um, the Lord has been leading us to study the book of Acts and the first churches, the first churches that were planted. And you can, you can read those in Acts 16 and Acts 19. And, you know, it's the Philippian church and the Ephesian church. And one was planted through people with, with economic stability that were, that were pragmatic, that had had means to offer, you know, the first church of, of Lydia, uh, you know, uh, people who, who had stability and means to offer. But the other church, the second church, most prominent church in Ephesus, you read that chapter 19 of Acts, they were planning through powerful, charismatic signs of, you know, calling out darkness with the gospel, speaking out the demons with the truth, and people were drawn to the kingdom. And so, what we're asking for, I, I felt the Lord calling us as a church to ask for those Philippians and those Ephesians out there, people who love good old liturgical, you know, sacramental, you know, order, order and kingdom. We'd love for you to serve with us, to express how, to see how God's order and kingdom is being lived out right in the inner city. But those who want to experience God in a, in a in a prophetic way and you know seeing darkness being shut out 
by the Holy Spirit, by, by Jesus's power, those, those Ephesians out there, we want you to, um, to come and experience the kingdom moving in authority through something out of nothing. So if you're afraid of just jumping in, we have a YouTube channel and there's great videos on there that, that, that share stories of where, we, where we've been, sermons. You can just even see our whole church services on there and get a little taste, a little appetizer of what we're like on Sunday and a little bit of what we do in the inner city. You can also visit our website at soonthirdworldchurch.org and contact us, get to know us. We'd love to connect with you and, and, and walk with you in ministry. If you were to wake up tomorrow and your church was uh, really everything you wanted it to be, would you describe that, what that would look like? You know, um, I love the book of Acts. Um, I love seeing neighbors, coworkers, uh, citizens of the city um, hosting gatherings in, in many enclaves in the city or in the country, from, from homes to cafes to, to, to restaurants as the base of the church. And then, and then them rallying together with excitement to meet in a larger gathering um, regularly on, say, a Sunday. Um, uh, and so that's what I would love is uh, as soon grows is um, when, when, when people in our church continue to catch the vision, and, and they are catching it, but we really believe hospitality is opening up their homes um, or, or a place that they really feel called, a, a local cafe, a restaurant, um, wherever, a meeting spot to host a Bible study, a social gathering, um, a prayer meeting, um, and then walk the streets with us to serve the community. And all of that energy and joy meet head on on a Sunday for worship, where we get to hear the word preached, worship, and enjoy the sacraments. That's my joy as a church that's really reaching and saturated in the community um, uh, in every nook of, of what Houston is. That'd be great. You know, uh, when people get uh, involved with watching the news a lot, um, you know, I, I think their outlook on the world really changes. And uh, so, Howard, I thank you for what you're doing, uh, doing God's work there at uh, the Third Ward of Houston and reaching out beyond the Third Ward uh, by these electronic means to uh, point people's eyes to the one true hope for the world, and that is Christ Jesus. As we're wrapping up here, would you give us a real succinct definition of gospel? You talked about taking the gospel out to the third ward. Would you define that for us, what gospel is? Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. So the gospel is amazing. It's called the good news, the good news for you. And it's good news because God gave us the gospel. He gave us his son. He gave us his son as a gift. And he calls us, he asks us to receive the salvation of his son, Jesus Christ. And when we receive that through grace, grace not worked for, grace only earned, then we get to see the true revelation that we are sons and daughters of the king through his son. And so that grace given, not deserved, uh, is called the good news. And the, the, the church is to display that good news, you know, by giving people charity they don't deserve, giving people uh, um, help and blessing they don't deserve, 
and we don't deserve, I don't deserve to give it. That gospel, that good news that Jesus died and rose for our sins, boy, that is the true Christmas gift, isn't it? Amen. Perfect timing. Undeserved, but but fully given by God out of, out of love for us. So uh, thank you again, Howard Thomas, for being with us and sharing with us the good news straight out of Third Ward, Houston. So join us. Thank you so much. Join us again real soon for another edition of Engaging Truth. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410, or visit our website at elmhouston.org, or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.